awesoming entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. There has been so many inspiring individuals on this podcast, and I hope you're enjoying listening to each week's conversation just like I am. I am truly learning so much, and I just love listening to people's stories and how they built their business. This week's episode was with my new friend, Sarah Clark, founder of Fab Fertile. When Sarah Clark was 28 years old, she received a diagnosis of premature ovarian failure. She accepted the diagnosis and had both her children through in vitro fertilization. Years later, she realized that the root cause of her infertility was a food sensitivity and later a gut infection. Sarah is now a certified life coach with accreditation from the International Coaches Federation and a health coach with training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Sarah runs a fertility coaching program, which includes functional lab testing, supports couples to make diet and lifestyle changes that dramatically improve the chances of a healthy pregnancy and a baby. Me and Sarah chat all things fertility, how she started her business, and the structure of her fertility coaching program, and she really delivers the whole package with her clients. I know you will all learn so much from her business model and how she changes the lives of so many mothers and families. Now let's dive into episode 21. Welcome to Newly Nutrition, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of Woo Girl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast was created to inspire, educate, and motivate holistic nutritionists just getting started on their business journey. Think of me as your wellness biz bestie, and I'm guiding you through the different ventures you can explore in the health and wellness space by interviewing established health professionals who make a living doing what they love. If they can do it, so can you. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on Newly Nutrition. This podcast is for um, aspiring entrepreneurs in the health and wellness space. And so I know my listeners are going to learn so much from you. Let's just start with how long have you been a fertility coach and what brought you to pursue this path? I've been doing it for six years. So I had my own journey with infertility, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian insufficiency or failure at uh, 28, went on to have both my kids with donor eggs. And then years later, discovered food sensitivities, gut infections, and chronic stress were at the root cause of my infertility. And now helping couples with uh, premature ovarian insufficiency or failure, um, low AMH, diminished ovarian reserve, either get pregnant naturally, or if they do need to go to IVF, getting pregnant with their own eggs. Mm -hmm. Wow, really inspiring. And did you have any symptoms before you realized you were infertile? Uh, yeah. So in my early twenties, I had regular cycles. I had acne uh, when I didn't have any acne in my, in my teenage years and a weird fungal rash. And then I had some yeast infections and then, um, you know, I went straight to, to, to donor eggs when I was given that diagnosis. And then after I had my daughter, I started getting chronic yeast infections, chronic bladder infections, chronic science infections. I had vertigo and seasonal allergies and toenail fungus and dandruff and, all these seemingly unrelated issues. And then as, um, as I took a health coaching course, and I discovered all the food sensitivities. So I, I took out dairy, gluten, and later corn, and then did some gut testing. And then that's when I discovered, um, yeah, the food sensitivities and the gut infections. And then the underlying, underlying issue with all of it was, was chronic stress. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And can I ask, were you on any type of birth control? before yeah, that it was yep, the first line of defense but basically when I was on those irregular cycles in my early 20s they're like here you go go on the pill and so I was right. put on that and then you know it 
fix the, 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 the hormones, the acne a little bit, but not really. And then obviously falsely regulated the cycle. And yeah, we see a lot of people that have been put on birth control or, or hormonal birth control. Typically mm-hmm. it's not for prevention. It's more for irregular cycles or heavy bleeding or PMS. And then, you know, years later, not to say everyone that goes on the pills deals with infertility, but a lot of people that I speak with, they've been on it and then it predisposes you as you probably know to food sensitivities and gut infections and then nutrient imbalances. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And were you working in the holistic fields um, during all of this or did it, it brought you to want to pursue that because of this experience? Yeah, no, I was in HR my whole career and then I was bringing, decided to bring life coaching into the corporate environment. And then that's when I had my own personal wake up call, decided I really loved health and wellness. And then I took the health coaching course. And then that's when I decided um, to get into the health, well, first of all, healing myself. And then kind of like, why doesn't everybody know this? And then, <laughs> um, and then I literally was going to write a book on weight loss, which has never been my thing. And I'm like, Sarah, your thing is fertility. And then, then I, then I started focusing on fertility. That's amazing. And so how long have you been in business? Yeah. So six years doing, doing fertility. Um, before that I was fumbling around trying to do probably a couple of years before that, trying to figure out what it was I was doing. Like it was just general health coaching. I hadn't really figured out my niche. It was mm-hmm. like, I started off by making quinoa cookies at a farmer's market. So it was like, I just, I was making cookies in a church. So you need to have a, um, like a, um, a certified kitchen to make them in. So I was selling them at, um, and then along, like I was selling my like coaching services along with the cookies and, you know, really wasn't, that really wasn't the best thing to do. And then I did all kinds of networking with, a lot of multi-level networking, multi-MLM people I kind of came across, which then I kept I kept being in these groups and didn't really know why I was in them. They're the wrong fit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually found my tribe online. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you have a great website and it seems like you have a great community and following. Can you talk a bit on that, how you built that? Yeah, it really, um, yeah, it took some time and sort of some mistakes along the way. I remember beginning I was started doing um I remember doing Facebook ads and I it was I literally must have spoken to I don't know like 200 people and didn't sell one thing it was like I did the ads booked the calls like call after call after call and it was like all the wrong person and so um so I haven't done I haven't done ads in years but so really it's um I started my podcast about three years ago get pregnant naturally and that's like one of my main um, uh, lead sources, as well as um, yeah, I've been blogging and um, blogging regularly. So Pinterest kind of brings on some. In the beginning, it was a lot of not the right right person, uh, the right client. Now it seems to be bringing on um, driving traffic to my website and um, yeah, Instagram a little bit. But, you know, I've got the main, the main ones. So I've done a little bit of TikTok, but not, <laughs> not consistently. I'm, I think I'm, I, I'm very consistent with the podcast. So it goes out weekly. Um, and I'm consistent with the Instagram. So daily posting um, and a little more with LinkedIn. But yeah, the main source is the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Can you talk about the podcast just a bit for anyone who hasn't seen it yet? Yeah. So, uh, get pregnant naturally. I basically interview, uh, people in the functional medicine space. So doctors and people take a functional approach as well as the natural fertility side of things with 
uh, mindset and spirituality. We, we, we take a mind body spirit approach to fertility. So um, yeah. And then having myself and my team on there, really kind of explaining how, how we help people and really, I like to take apart, like take one piece of something, kind of do a podcast on acne and then you'd be like, Oh wait, I have acne plus infertility or like a podcast on, you know, anxiety. So it's like for people in the functional side of things to, to know that these other seemingly unrelated issues are, can be related to why you're struggling to have a baby. So we're having people look at not myopically focusing on the diagnosis, looking at the whole body and um like i want them to be like what why didn't i know this so um and then so yeah really good conversions from that and i've, I've done some i did i do some other webinars with other um people that have some following so that seems to be good as well mm-hmm. i love that if someone isn't fertile what would be your number one advice for them to be yeah to start the elimination diet so like if you've been trying for like if you've just been diagnosed you want to um, I recommend both you and your partner doing the elimination diet. And I tell you how to do that on my podcast, um, how and why do the elimination diet for, um, you know, you're trying to conceive. So taking out the top allergens and then systematically reintroducing them. And then, um, and then dig, dig into sleep. I like really optimize your sleep. We see a lot of people that are, um, that are, you know, interrupted sleep, insomnia, you know, waking up between two to four. So liver issues or not you know, in the, in the morning, not feeling rested. So really optimize your sleep. The sponsor of my podcast is, um, is blue blocks. So getting some blue light blocking glasses, cause we're all, um, exposed to blue and green light, which then impacts your melatonin and, mm-hmm. um, which impacts both male and female fertility. So, you know, you're impacted the, the blue and green light from your tablet, your cell phone, your computer can impact that. And then, um, but you're looking to mindset, like if it's, you know, fertility yoga, which is more Hatha and um, restorative or yin yoga, or, you know, pick some meditation um, just to get quiet and focus on some mindfulness to, to center yourself is what mm-hmm. I look at. Yeah, that definitely all makes sense. It definitely is a whole body approach, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. can't just eat clean and you can't just, you know, get good sleep. It's like you have to do all of the things and really nourish yourself with, yeah, your mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. So if you are unsure if you're fertile or not, like let's say in your late 20s and you are on birth control, but you know one day you want to get pregnant, but you're just not ready and you've never not been on birth control. So you feel a bit scared of taking that risk with your partner and, you know, trying something new, but you're not ready to get pregnant yet. What would be your advice to them? Like, do you get off the pill and just start tracking your cycle or what would you say? Yeah, I would get off the pill. So, but it's, you know, individual, individual thing, but you can look at the fertility awareness method, which, um, and we're only fertile, it's only our fertile window at a certain time during the month. It's not all month long. And so why are we, why are we on hormonal birth control? I know. uh, Yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, if it feels right for you, get off the pill and um, start, you know, getting, you know, looking at your cervical mucus, tracking your basal body temperature and, um, you know, swapping swapping out your, if you're using conventional tamp, tampons or pads, like moving to a, um, you know, a, uh, either a, um, a menstrual cup or a organic pad and tampon. Cause those are all can be sprayed with glyphosate and, and, you know, you're putting that in your vagina. So, um, not, not a good thing. So really, yeah, I would, I would, um, start, you know, a lot of us, we don't, we're not told this information, right? We, 
if to me, if the hormonal birth control, if a side effect is stroke, 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 or death, like why, why do we want to take that? And then many people go on the pill and it, it makes, you know, they, people start dealing with anxiety and depression. So it doesn't agree with them mm-hmm. and they think that they have anxiety, or depression, but maybe they've, they've started taking the pill and it's, you know, there's post birth control pill syndrome. So absolutely, um, Dr. Jolene Wrighton's written a book on that and uh, beyond the pill. So yeah, like you have to do what right feels right for you. But I think if you know this information, it's sort of, mm-hmm. we don't need to be on the pill. There's other ways to prevent. Absolutely. And it is frustrating. I mean, someone like me, I grew up and, you know, I wasn't educated on options. Like I thought I was really smart for going on the pill when I was in my, in my teens. I was like, oh, I'm being so responsible. But because that's the way like you were, you're educated in school and in your health classes is get on birth control because it's the safe way. And it's just frustrating. And I really hope that it's being changed. And I do love seeing that there is so much more conversation around this topic and that I'm hoping mothers are educating their daughters when they're in their teens now and just letting them know like I have a 19 year old so it's still the the first line of defense is the pill yeah yeah for her friends and her yeah they they seem to be you know I I can say as much as I want but but you know eventually they'll 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 listen to what you're saying it kind of just comes out of them but um it is when everyone around them but then you know so many people my kids are you know, 19 and 16 so so many kids with mental health issues and mood issues and meanwhile there's you know the food supply their gut health all these other issues and mm-hmm. everyone's been you know prescribed medication and that that can be helpful but um yeah that's a whole other topic I guess <laughs> it mm-hmm. really is it really is and also I think when you when you do start learning about like more holistic things in your 20s, then I think things click and you're like, oh, wait, like I don't have to be on birth control or there's other options, right? It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that clicks like later in your 20s. What is your thoughts on the Marina IUD? Um, it's the same thing. I think like there's there's many um, many people that have adverse reactions to that and, and with it being like, I'm definitely not an expert on that. Dr. Sean uh, Tassone. He's a um, he's an OBGYN. He's got a lot of information on his side about that, like um, people having complications with it, and um, yeah, there's like copper imbalances, and uh, it's just gonna throw a whole bunch of things off in your body. So mm-hmm. again, I, I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. that. Definitely. As women approach their late 20s and early 30s, their internal clocks start ticking and we can't help but feel like we're on a timeline. But if you're living a balanced life and take pretty good care of yourself, are your chances of conceiving better if you're older and take care of yourself? I think so. Like it's, you know, there's chronological age and biological age. So if you've, you know, um, if you've worked on some of the basics, the basics, you know, looking at a diet that's right for you and you can fine tune that with with doing the elimination diet i think everyone should do that at least once in their life mm-hmm. do the elimination diet really see how food impacts your body um work on movement we all know we need to, to move but are you you know are you moving too much is it vigorous too you know too vigorous which can then impact your cortisol negatively or are you not moving enough so um getting that sweet spot for for you for movement um and then sleep as i say before with like looking at your sleep so those those basics on you know going to bed 
before 10, the best, most restorative sleep is between 10 and 12 PM. Um, and you know, we, the average sleep, you want to get between seven to nine hours, nine hours is best. So if you're burning the candle at both ends, then, um, we work with a lot of type A busy professionals. So if you're working more than 50 hours a week and then, you know, you can't fit in the food, you can't fit in the sleep and you're trying to have some quiet time at the end of the day. Next thing you know, it's midnight and that becomes this little, you know, the hamster wheel. So, um, you know, prioritizing sleep. And then also the, the mindset, you know, self-care is a buzzword, but um, how do you set, and it's not about Manny Petty's, it's sort of, how do you set boundaries? How do you say no? How do you mm-hmm. put yourself first? How do you, um, you know, those kind of things. So if you're working on some of those things, you know, most people I've seen, they get the diagnosis from their, from their OBGYN. They're sent first, like the first line of defense is they go to the fertility clinic and then they're on a whole road of IUIs and IVFs. And next thing you know, you know, 30% an average IVF takes, um, three cycles at a cost of 60 K and, you know, there's a lot of money there and a lot of heartbreak, like financial and emotional heartbreak. So, um, our, our thing is to look at the functional side of things before you fresh off to the fertility clinic. I don't think anyone thinks that the fertility clinic is their first step, mm-hmm. but sometimes when they've given, been given that diagnosis, you don't know there's other things to look at that have been missed in the conventional side of things. Absolutely. So what is your approach with these busy professional women who, I mean, it's, it must seem so challenging to get them to eat clean and to move their body, especially if they're working like, you know, eight to 10 hour days. What's your approach with them? Yeah, most people are fairly committed. So we, so our our program, it's a six month couples coaching program includes functional lab testing. We have access to functional lab testing and a blood chem review and then um, a coach to help you. So a functional nutrition practitioner to review the testing, develop a protocol, and then a coach to got to guide you through it. And so it's really that, that layering approach. And most people are quite motivated because they they're past the point when they want to, they're ready to have their child. So most people mm-hmm. are able to, you know, make the changes if they're, they are, they you know, I just did an episode about self-sabotage. So if you find yourself you know, stuck in the self-sabotage or limiting beliefs or thinking you can't do something like we have. So you have a coach to help you get out of your own way. And, you know, sometimes we've got to back up the whole day so you can prioritize your sleep. So you can actually um, leave work and not be working till you know, 10 or 11 at night. And um, on the weekends, like, why are you doing that? Why aren't we able to delegate? Is there a perfectionism thing? Is like, what, there's a lot of control with type A, you know, they're obviously typically they've achieved many things they've, they wanted in life, but now, you know, they're trying everything they can to have the baby and it's not working. So, um, being able to take two steps back to go, you know, one giant leap forward. So it is to help them to help, you know, someone get out of their own way so they can start, you know, fast tracking success, which, you know, we, we, we sometimes will do these, we all have these patterns, right. Where we're, see ourselves reacting uh, the same way in a specific situation. So how do you take yourself off automatic pilot and, you know, being able aware of what it is you're doing so you can make changes. Mm -hmm. I love how you have the nutrition piece and then you also have a coach. Is that separate? Yeah. So it's a fertility coach with a, with, so similar to me, so like with life and, and health coaching and then the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So you've got, I really, I assemble this team to, help people to guide them through this. And they also have, um, you get a consult with an exercise coach. So making sure that you're doing the right exercise for fertility. And then also brought in 
Um, it's distance Reiki and she's actually a clairvoyant. So she does a reading and we'll be able to help people, you know, it was their spirit baby and be able to see, you know, if you knew the soul of your baby was waiting, how would you approach this, this journey differently? So bringing, and also we have um, EFT, emotional freedom techniques, bringing, not, not, not all at once, but bringing in these different practitioners as part of the program and really um, just like this whole layering thing where we're doing the diet, we're looking at the mindset, we're looking at the, the you know, your spirituality and helping you really, you know, visualize a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is amazing. And is all of that included in your six month program? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I'm so inspired by this. You must love what you do. Yeah. It's been, fun. it is, it really is fun. I can't believe, well, it's not, it's like, it's fun for me, but I guess it's, it's hard too, right? Where you're dealing with people that are going through a, an immense amount of pain but mm-hmm. I just think this approach really, it's very empowering and it's, oh, there's my dog. It's very, um, it can be very, very hopeful for them, right? To be able to take charge and, and make these changes. And um, yeah, like I just connected with a, a chef and so she can offer um, virtual cooking classes to the, to the couples so they can, she's, she's a chef that's trained the natural um, the, the American Culinary Institute, and she also has a nutrition back, back, background, so she can make foods with the AIP diet or the elimination diet. Um, I don't know. It's just like you get to do like, it's all the stuff I love, mm-hmm. and then I get to tell everyone else about it, and then they actually do something about it. So it's uh, it's fun to see things that I'm interested in. You know, I think that's my, I try to walk. I, I attempt to walk the talk. Most things like I try the things I recommend. And do the things I might recommend. I'm by no means perfect, but mm-hmm. um, that kind of is, you know, when you work on yourself, the more if you find yourself coaching someone saying, I, I'll start saying a similar thing. I'm like, oh, Sarah, you need to hear that too. So, you know, I'm working on myself all along the way too. Absolutely. And I think as a holistic health practitioner, you you almost feel like you should always be perfect. You can't help but feel that way, especially if you're in kind of like, you know, you have an online community and you're posting things and it's hard not to, you know, like, but you, yeah, you have to remind yourself I am human and, and it's even more relatable. I think if you do show that side of your, yourself to your clients or to your community, like, look, I am not perfect. You know, I'm like 80% there sort of, but always it's a work in progress. Yeah. I think the more you can be open about that and being able to, to share stuff you're going through and, 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 um, not like pain for profit, that kind of thing, but more, I don't know, it's just, you know, being authentic. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's in, in quotes because there's a lot of people saying they're authentic and stuff, but um, it's like building the business though that's right for you and everyone's going to do it differently. And um, I really try to stay out of that comparison thing of looking at what others are doing because like they're doing something that's going to work for them and it may not, may not work for me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So what things can the man do in the relationship to help and support? Because I know that that has a lot to do with it too. So what are some things for my listeners listening um, for their husbands or partners that can help them on their journey? Yeah. So definitely we coach couples in the beginning, we we're just coaching women, but we're missing the whole other equation. So typically it is female factor and fertility, but we do how we do help people with men with male factor as well. So, um, so the testing, if it's, if it's female, the testing is, is for the female partner. So the, um, the, the food, the hormone, the stool and the hair, and then the blood chem review, we do it for both partners. 
And then if we see anything on the blood count for the male partner, then we would recommend additional testing for him. Um, if the, there is issues with his semen analysis to start with, then we rec recommend testing right, right off the, in, in the beginning. But having the both partners do the elimination diet so you don't become a short order cook and he's over there eating pizza and you're eating some right. you know, uber, uber healthy meal. Like, this is the both of you guys doing this together. He's got his own goals. He's going to be working on exercise. He'll be work, you know, self-care, you know, uh, reducing hours, whatever it may be. He is making the changes. As many times in, in the situation with female pattern infertility, she's doing all these things. He is, he wants to support her and wants to, to, to do what he needs to do, but he's not quite sure what he should be doing. And so mm -hmm. this really involves both of them. Um, most times I'm coaching couples that are deeply in love and have a great relationship. Other times it's this thing has broken them and their relationship is strained and it is like, ends up being couples counseling because they're just in a bad spot. So um, that's a stress on the marriage too. So we could be sitting there doing all this coaching together with the woman and then if they're, if they leave and they're fighting all the time and like, it's a lot of the time with that tortoise and the hare thing where the woman's like, whoa, 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 you know, I just want you to love me and over here and talk, talk, talk. This is generalizing. Um, and then the man is like the, is like, he's just gone into shell saying, see you later. And all she wanted him to do was like, come out and hug her and listen. And he can't, cause it's just too much, you know, it takes him maybe longer to process again, that's generalizing, but um, I see that come up with with couples. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely getting the two of them to, on the same page. And, um, you know, women are typically, um, you know, starting an anonymous Instagram profile or joining Facebook groups and, and forums and, and talking about this, whereas men typically don't do any of that. And when I ask them, you know, how much, how much um, infertility research you're doing, women can be spending hours a day researching. And men, I ask them, the, typically the the answer is none. And that's not nothing wrong with that. Um, he may be absorbing, you know, all the information that she's she's telling him. But then we're talking about with the information, you know, with that obsessive research, how do you feel after? Do you feel better or do you feel completely overwhelmed and drained? So our thing is to swap out the infertility research with self-care. Um, and yeah, so definitely including the partner is key. I love that approach of getting them away from the internet and Dr. Google and into something yeah. that's going to make them feel better. That is so smart. So what, what kind of exercise do you have to do if you are infertile and you're trying to conceive? Yeah. So we recommend, um, like it can be, be brisk walking. You can do some, some weight training. Um, you can, you don't want to do like, like heavy amount of cardio. If you're, um, you want to see how you feel the next day. Um, you can do yoga like Hatha or Yin or restorative, so slower, which may feel like that's too slow. That's the point. Um, and it's really, you know, how do you feel the next day? Like now is not the time to be training for a marathon and doing mm -hmm. like create like a lot of vigorous exercise. So if that's how you cope with stress and, you know, and you're like, I can't get rid of that. That might be just the thing you need to get rid of. The thing that you're like have most resistance to is probably the thing you need to say eh -eh, no more. Mm hmm. Is something like tracking your, your cycle with your workouts, you know, have you heard of like cycle syncing your workouts? Yeah, like definitely like in when, you know, when the period comes, you want to, you know, you want to do, um, you know, not the have like more slower, you can do the yoga at that point. So different phases of your cycle, you can, you can definitely, um, sync your workout there. I know, um, 
Alicia Vitti. Yes. She, yeah, she has a whole, she has a, she has a, she has a new, new book on called the, I eh, can't remember, there's a certain rhythm, not the circadian rhythm, but there's an other rhythm. Talking yes, I know about, the one. Yeah. And so like men wake, and a lot of this morning routine is based on the man of the man. He wakes up, his testosterone is high. He wants to, he needs to, he wants to work out. And then as the day goes in, he starts to go into that little man cave. Whereas women do that over the course of the month and we're mm-hmm. putting everything on, you know, th- this workout and how we structure our day based on men and women are not that way. And um, yes, yeah, so she has some good resources and her book, Woman Co- Women Code and her new book. I think it's the infradium or yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. The rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. She's so inspiring. You guys are similar. I mean, you have very similar um, approaches and everything, which I love. So advice for anyone who wants to become a fertility coach or an entrepreneur in this realm. Most people that are in this realm have experienced infertility themselves. That's Mm -hmm. what I see. That's why they've come there. They really want to then, help other people that are struggling. They don't want them to struggle like they did. Um, that's what I see the other fertility coaches. Um, so if that is, is your story, but doesn't need to be the case, if you feel called to, um, to help people in that, in that space, then that's what you need to do. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it takes, a, you know, there's a, the infertility community can be like, if there's, they're a sensitive community, so sometimes you gotta watch what you say because they there's a they get, there's a lot of triggers and um, people get quite like it can be a little bit toxic actually like some of the stuff like some of those forums and groups mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of um, I don't know it's just a, it can be toxic and kind of going down that um, you know it's it's a it's a very tough place that people are in so being pulled down to this little dark hole where to see if that's really healthy or not. But um, yeah, like if you're called to called to do that, it is, I, I do believe it is like, I never, I'm a planner. I'm like, I wasn't planning. I never saw this ever that I'd be doing this. Um, and now I'm like, wow, like what? The, like, and even, I always thought I, 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 for years, I wanted to do my own business. I was trying to, because my dad was an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur um, always had his own business. And I didn't know what it was. I kept looking for all these things that I wanted to try. And then, um, then I finally like really dug into what my struggle was. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, helping someone, someone like me who doesn't, they don't need to struggle as long as I did. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that makes such a solid business mission when you've experienced what your clients have gone through firsthand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there any programs or certifications for anyone who's interested in working as a fertility coach that you would recommend? Um, there's many people doing fertility coaching certifications. Like I, I got certified as a, a life coach and a certified professional life coach. And then I went to the Institute for Integrated Nutrition for mm-hmm. health coaching. So, so general um, overview and health coaching, um, you know, the, the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners I work with are, they've, they've gone to FDN, so trained in, in reviewing lab testing and making, you know, diet lifestyle changes with that. So um, there's many different fertility coaches. Like I, mine's more of a functional fertility coach. There's not that many people doing what I'm doing. There's a lot of fertility coaches doing mindset work and spiritual side of things um, on, on that page or supporting someone through IVF, which is definitely not what I do. I, like some people are very 
up to date with, you know, going through like all the medications on it. My, like my thing is just to prevent you from going there. So, um, to help you get pregnant naturally, if you do have to go there, but I, like I'm not going to, you know, I'll mental, I'll, I can help with the, with the mental, emotional side of things with that. As far as advising you on the drugs and how you're going to feel under the injections, that's not what my role is as a fertility coach. And many people, many people offer that service and they are connected with a fertility clinic. Um, that's not what I do. So I think in the, in the realm of the fertility coach, it is, um, there's many different avenues you can take it. Mine, mine is fairly unique, the approach that we're taking. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. I think it's so, you get so much variety and you really get to the root cause of everything. And you, and, and you're creating these like lifestyle changes for these women and these families. It's not just this period of getting pregnant. It's these lasting habits that will mm -hmm. last forever. Mm -hmm. Their future children. And, yeah. Absolutely. And like the lasting mindset and the self-care and like all of that important, all of those important regimens that you need if you want to continue on living a healthy life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worked with a business coach or mentor or done any courses to accelerate your business? Oh, yes. I literally would recommend like, don't wait. Like I got a sales coach probably, um, maybe three and a half years, like three and a half years ago. So I mm -hmm. should have hired her in the beginning. Like I, I have a background in HR, so a good, good knowledge of business, but, um, not sales. I had no clue what I was doing or marketing and trying to do copy. And, um, so yeah, I, I recommend, I don't know. I recommend a, it's nice. A business coach can be okay. But like at the end of the day, you don't, people start getting hung up with, you need a perfect website. You need to have all this stuff. You really, you need to sell. You yeah. need to get someone on a call. Like I sell high ticket in the beginning. I couldn't sell a $45 product. Like I sell $5,000 products now. So, um, like it's, it's, it, you know, getting to me, like all my stuff is like a, is, is call to action to get on a call with me. So then, then I can convert. Um, but it, as you need someone, I do believe to have someone help you, unless you have a background in sales and marketing. Um, you know, in the beginning I was doing all this networking in person. I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to have my business online all, all along because I want like the freedom of just basically doing it wherever I want to. That's what I've wanted. Um, and you know, now I think that is more, it's still, I, I feel it's, it, it's still not that common, even though in the digital space, we may feel it like there is, it's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, that's a cool thing called the internet where we can make a lot, you know, and then you can have your own business by sitting at home on your laptop. But the majority of people, you know, aren't, aren't doing this. So, um, still doing the nine to five, but, um, I follow, uh, Gary V for years. Mm -hmm. I love everything he does. Um, if you don't like swearing, you don't want to listen to Gary V. <laughs> but um, I just find him um, inspiring, and I like his his approach. So I I listen to him, and I also I got like Click Funnels years ago. So Russell Brunson is another good one. Um, but yeah, I hired a um, I was in a few like groups. Um, so I had a sales coach. I'm now in a, a mastermind with um it's it's about 70 functional medicine doctors and functional people um in there with them um, mind share so that is pretty cool with like the collaborations and networking with people that completely get what it is i'm doing i don't need to i don't need to explain it because they already get it um so that that piece like having help with the, the sales copy and the marketing has been invaluable 
Totally. So what kind of strategies have you used to convert and also to get leads? Just like like daily like grinding, man. I would tell you. It literally, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm very consistent. And it is like, is emailing my list. So I get a lot of, um, I have a small list, like only 3,500. And so, um, and it's, and I will slash and burn it, you know, at, at, periodically. So people have these massive lists to me. If, if no one's opening it, it doesn't really matter how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'll email them weekly with the podcast or what's dropping. And then I'm going to e- email them some sort of like polarizing, take action, let's roll, let's go kind of email um, to, to have them take action, to book a call. So everything to me on my social media everywhere is to get them on a call with me. That is my call to action. I have like five different lead lead magnets, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, like it's, it's to sell as my sales coaches, like you sell each day. So not like in a sleazy, why my stuff, but like talking about like to get them on a call or to like sign up for, you know, your, your free stuff. And then you can start um, sending them, you know, messages and not messages, but sending them emails and, and, um, having them understand what it is you do. This is like, uh, you know, a very personal thing where you're helping someone bring in life into the world. So mm-hmm. I do look at, I did look at some of my old copy. I'm like, wow, that copy just sucked. Like what was <laughs> I saying? I didn't, I was like, Ooh. it just didn't, it was horrible. So now it's taken me a while to find my voice and to, um, yeah, to write something that just sounds like me, but then the whole goal is to get people to take action. So in those groups where people just wallow and complain, like that's, mine is like, you take action because we found this information, let's go. Mm-hmm. And um, as a coach, it's like, that just resonates with me because I'm helping someone move forward. Um, but yeah, so to sell um, and, and, and treating, it thing, treating things like more like a media company. So, you know, building, I've done the, done the podcast for three years, like never missed a week. Um, and then, you know, doing like blogging and, um, yeah, just continually consistently being there to, um, and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And providing valuable information yeah. that, you know, your client wants to see yeah, and exactly. giving them just enough. So they want to book a call with you like, oh, Sarah knows her stuff. Like, I would love to chat with Sarah. Yeah. Like, talk like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I probably give too much information, but, but I can't just give fluff. I don't know. I like to have people that have tangible stuff so they can go and implement. So you could, I've got people that just listen to my podcast and they're emailing me and telling me they got pregnant. So I follow strategies. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I don't know. That's kind of how you, but, but it is, it, it's, you have to, you have to really like it. And because it's, you know, I've assembled this team around me, but you know, it can be lonely, but I don't even think it's lonely. Actually. I actually, I like working, you know, my husband's, well, now everybody's here in the house, but um, <laughs> I like working by myself doing this stuff. I don't feel like I'm by myself because I'm talking to people on zoom and um, yeah, but I'm, you have like, that I'm, connection. I'm yeah. But I'm like very focused, focused. That's good. So what's, what are some organizational tips or just making sure you're getting shit done in your business? Yeah, exactly. It is really like each day just having like a couple things to do. So today I'm like, I, I had to get, I've got a big webinar tonight, like 700 people on this webinar. So yesterday I better figure out the finish the freaking presentation. So, um, you know, getting the presentation done or like 
um, you know, for me, a lot is looking at the program. How do I make the program better? How do I have, you know, what can I tweak? How, you know, looking at videos, how, when people are asking certain questions over and over again, how do we have a handout on that, a video, and just make the whole thing like they're onboarding, how to, you know, how to improve things constantly. So looking at that. So basically it's just a couple things each day. Um, otherwise you'll have this, you know, you, you do have a big list, but it's hacking off a few things each day. And then I always feel at the end of the day that I've, I've done something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any plans to create like a digital course for getting pregnant? Yeah. Like I, so in the very beginning, I, I, I went into creation mode. So if I had to do it again, I would not go into creation mode, but you know, I, I wrote my book. Then I wrote a cookbook like two months later. And then I did a fertility preparation program and partnered with a chef and did more recipes. And then I did a, a fertility yoga series with a, a yoga practitioner. And then I did a, a mindfulness series with a therapist and that was a live program. And literally looking back, I don't need, I wouldn't have needed any of that stuff. I would have just, it would have been better just to sell like the high ticket to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I got buried down doing all this busy work. And then I forgot to sell. I, I built the product and didn't even ask them if they wanted it. No, like, they do want it now, but I didn't do market research. I didn't really, you know, so there has been courses where I'm like, Ooh, I think they're going to want this. And then I asked them, even when I ask them, sometimes they don't buy. So, um, there's been flops, there's been disasters. There's been like launches where I'm like, Oh my, you know, I just want to bury my head in the sand. Cause I'm like, <laughs> what, where the heck is everybody? Um, and then, and then I just keep going, you know, there it's been, some of those launches though, where you're like anticipating all these people coming in, you're like, what the freak happened can like beat you up. But, um, it is like, just keep going. And, um, and for me, like the more I fine tune the avatar, like dig into that avatar, like I'm literally like in this person's mind, I, I hope, um, because like they're, it's my client. And every time someone asks something or thinks something and I'm like, Ooh, I need to do a podcast on that. Oh, someone's I mean, I'm getting all these different questions on, you know, why don't I do that or do that? So then I need to address it. So if something ticks me off, there's an email. You know, mm-hmm. why are you all saying that? Okay, I better give an email to people to, to address that. Or, you know, why are they thinking that? And and so it's up to me to educate and kind of give my two cents on this and then why they need to take action. Absolutely. It's kind of like that, do you follow Marie Forleo? She, she gave yeah. this piece of advice that was like, you, you find an idea in the street and then you take it and then you turn it into content immediately. Like yeah. kind of like what you said. I love that. Yeah. I know. I never, like there's never, there's literally, I have, I, with content, I'm just usually just adding to this list. Like, okay, talk about the liver, talk about thyroid, talk about this, talk about, there's always something to, um, to talk about. And so just adding to the list. Absolutely. So what, this has been such a great conversation. You must feel so rewarding, just rewarded that you are helping bring beautiful babies into this world. And I love your story. It's so, so great. And I've learned so much. And I know that my listeners are going to be really excited to listen because you're the first fertility coach to be on this podcast. And I just believe in everything that you said. And I love the whole mind, body, soul approach, because I think that's so important, especially when you're trying to conceive. I just have a couple more questions for you. Sure. Um, I asked this to all of my guests at the end of the podcast. So the first question is, what would be your signature dish to bring to a dinner party? Uh, I think for a, for a while there, it was like lentil soup. <laughs> That's 
great. <laughs> yeah, with, with like lemon and stuff in it, and it, and we did. I went to a soup party, and it it won the it won the 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 most favorite soup, and it's so easy. Like what an easy soup to make, but yeah, that's amazing. What kind of sauce is it or broth? It's just it's just like red lentils with cumin and lemon and um like vegetable broth. <laughs> So, and some garlic and onion. I don't know. I love those. I love those easy go-to recipes that are a winner. They're the they're yeah. the they're the best. And then my last question: We kind of discussed this, but your best productivity hack. Um. Yeah, I think it's it really is those like just one or two things a day, and I'll put it in the top of my uh, my calendar. Going okay today, Sarah, you need to do write write your email you need to, you know, go do a Facebook live or an Instagram live. You need to like one of those and make it a sales thing too. Like, so each week do, you know, my, my polarizing email. So I, like, it's just, I have it on my calendar on my Google calendar. I'll just put one, one or two things. And then I, each day, you know, check them off and move on to the next day. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's a roller coaster of to-do lists. <laughs> so where can people find you on social media or the web? Yeah, so they can find me on Get Pregnant Naturally. It's on iTunes or uh, Spotify and um, on Instagram at Fab Fertile. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I hope you have a great webinar tonight. Thanks, Emily. hope you all enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to subscribe to Newland Nutrition, the podcast for weekly episodes that will guide you to build the health and wellness business of your dreams. And also make sure to add yourself in the Newland Nutrition Facebook groups. So we can connect and be wellness biz besties for life. Bye.